Welcome to Hi, My Name is Mom. We feel like we have our shiz together a little more this week. <laughs> I won't we... call off a chair. That's relative, though. <laughs> She's I mean, in a high chair. <laughs> She's got a five-point harness on this week. By the way, if you missed Kayla falling out of the chair, please, we've been sharing the video. And it honestly, if the beginning of 2021 was stressing you out, just you just need to put this on a loop. But today... We are going to talk about how to know when your family is complete. We've personally each gone through a different experience regarding this topic. And not only that, but we have had a ton of listeners reach out and say that they would love for us to talk about this. We are wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives. And at the end of the day, we are all moms. All at the same time and never in the same order. (laughs) This is Hi, My Name is Mom a podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. We put this episode off. I mean, we were going to have a guest on for this episode. And then we realized, gosh, I mean, even just our own individual stories. Especially yours. Let's be real. (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess we were going to have a guest. (laughs) I guess we were going to have a guest before me bookending my babies with a surprise. But, you know, for some people, this is a more lighthearted choice. um, And it really is a choice. And for other people, sometimes there are factors that are completely out of your control that dictate whether or not your family is complete. Sometimes you think your family's complete. It's not. I'm raising my hand. Well, it's weird because I remember a long time ago when I lived in LA, my friend Amber had a singleton and then twins. And I remember, you know, I didn't have any kids of my own. And I remember going to the hospital and going, oh, you kind of have like three for the price of two, you know, you don't have to do the pregnancy childbirth thing again. And I remember her looking at me and, and in all seriousness, she was like, you know, I don't know. I know I always said I wanted three kids, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think I always saw myself being pregnant three times. And that's such an interesting and kind of fascinating concept for me because it, it is true. It's this kind of like, biological thing that you go through, right? Your body changes as these big emotions and hormones and all that stuff. And I do think as, as a woman, especially like some of us really have this idea of like how many times we're going to go through that. It's kind of strange. Ever since I've known you, you said you wanted five kids very specifically. Yes. My mom lost her fifth child um, when she was about 22 weeks pregnant. And so five was just always a special number to me, I think because of that. But I I knew I wanted a big family. But sort of the difference between four and five, I think, was honestly because of my baby brother. But I also think Adrian and I had a pregnancy loss in between Mason and Evelyn. So I do see myself as having had five babies. I know that's maybe also kind of a controversial thing for other women, but for me, I've been pregnant five times. I've held five babies in, in my body. And so I feel that I feel that fulfillment. And when I held Evelyn and, you know, when I kind of found out that we were pregnant again, I felt complete. The big test though, if you remember was when we were at your birthday party and I held Loxley for the first time. I was like, here you go. You can have her back. I don't have that like thing anymore. I'm not dying for another one. So for (laughs) me, I feel really and truly done. I feel done. And for me, I feel like I I was there for like the moment when you figured out that it was complete. We were talking about names. In fact, Kayla came over. That's the day you guys met. And we were talking about what- Speaking of names. Yeah. (laughs) Oh gosh. The girls keep trying to trick me into telling them baby girl's name. It's hilarious. If you could see the text chain- It's so funny. <laughs> In fact, I think my my favorite is the combination of Jen and Kayla forming 
janky. <laughs> spelled with a J-E-N, of course. Um, like we knew the sex of the baby before you did. So it's only fair that yeah. we get to name it and share it with you. Yeah, they're actually yeah. advocating for them naming the baby. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm so sure we're going to take a poll. Side note, we're going to take a poll on what you think the name should be. And then we'll pull out out of a hat and the listeners pick. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> a viral video. But I remember you sitting on my couch and talking about e-names. You wanted an e-name yes. oh. and how the first letters of your kids' names yep. spelled Acme. The thing is, of all the names we liked for our last baby, right, They like seven of them started with E. So we were like, my mom's first name starts with E. Adrian's mom's middle name starts with E. It just kind of felt like it was a good you know, final initial, but I kept looking at this acronym of ACME and I was like, dang guys, that sounds like what's on the side of a TNT bomb in a Bugs Bunny commercial. <laughs> I just I could not wrap my head around it. And I looked it up, you know, cause I, I was like researching it. I'm like, what does this really mean? And Acme is like the point at which everything is perfectly balanced or complete, like the, the, the best of, you know, your career, the pinnacle of something. So for us, it felt so good. It was like, this is our family. This is what it's supposed to be. Our instincts are right. We just feel good. And I've always said, my heart is open. There's always room in my heart, but there is absolutely no patience or sanity left. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure God knows that. So <laughs> not to say that things are being prevented. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, nothing is ever prevented. That's the that's the real kicker to tell my husband how babies are made. He needs to know. <laughs> OK, so, Corey, you though, clearly you guys were done, 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 like time for vasectomy done. Right. And yeah. I mean, I was so happy with my two boys. Radley was a surprise. Sebastian, we went through a loss on the way to having him in our arms. It was a much harder road. You know how as soon as you get married, people are like, well, when are you going to have a baby? As soon as you have a baby, they're like, when are you having the next one? Mm -hmm. And then if you have more than one of the same sex, they're like, well, when are you coming back to have the other sex? And so there's always that pressure. I remember being in the hospital at NYU having a one day old baby, baby Radley, and the nurse saying, well, we'll see you in a year and a half with baby girl. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not the pressure, <laughs> the pressure. And I really felt so happy with my boys being a total boy mom. And I would even get like slightly defensive of my boys when people would say like, well, you get better go ahead and have that girl as if our family would not be complete until we had one of each. And I didn't feel that way at all. I also, you know, I already was not a super young pregnant person when I had my first kid or my second kid. I've been like geriatric since Radley, who's seven. <laughs> so there were just so many reasons I just didn't feel the need. Although the girls say when I held Loxley that it was like... <laughs> it, it was, there was a switch. Happily obvious. So it's almost like the universe was like, oh, we saw that little sparkle in your eye with that little ben. girl. I probably got pregnant the week after. Oh, Lord. Jonathan yeah. likes to remind everybody that he texted Ty that day. Congratulations on little Miss Bentley. That is true. So that fun. is totally true. So here, here I am completely done. Ty and I are on the same page. Our family's complete. In fact, I was encouraging him to get a vasectomy the previous year before that when we'd already hit our deductibles and our out-of-pocket maximums. And, and for whatever... We were working together and they didn't they go through it together like they promised. No, we had a series of, of things happen that meant he didn't get the vasectomy and I was a little annoyed with him about it. Um, but then, you know, ultimately... <laughs> It, obviously, it was meant to be. We have this little baby coming out of like the craziest 
year that could have been one of the worst years. And it's like this bright spot in this year. And I I mean, we really do feel like it was meant to be. So obviously we had no idea our family wasn't complete. But I do have the 10 minute vasectomy doctor like on my favorites list in my phone now. So this time done, done. We might need to get him to sponsor our podcast and really send the guys in and let them do a dad takeover from the chair. And then for Kayla, really, Kayla, your story is so different because you have wanted to be a mom forever. Yeah. And when I met you, you're like this upbeat, bubbly, amazing person. And you were going through such such a hard place. Yeah. Because um, it took a long time for you guys to have Loxley. Okay. I will preface before I get started in this, I might get emotional because this is a really hard topic because I have no control. To, I don't even feel like I have the luxury of saying what I want, like, or even picking a number. Yeah. It's just kind of like, all right, God, whatever you lay out for me, I'll take. Um, sorry. I ugh. So I was pregnant when I met you and I didn't know I was pregnant yet. I found out a week after and that was my third pregnancy and and we lost that one on Thanksgiving day when Jen when you said like I feel pregnant five times like I feel like I've been a mom five times like I've been pregnant five times and when I was home this summer there was a box of baby clothes that I found in um my closet like from my at my mom's house and it was clothes that I had bought during the previous pregnancies and I had to give them to my mom years ago before I was pregnant with Loxley and said, get these out of my house. I can't look at them. I'll bring them out someday. And like, there was like a couple different pieces and there was like one little like dog Christmas outfit. I was due on Halloween. And so I thought I would have like a two month old on Christmas. And I, and I looked at this onesie and this was just this summer. I already had Loxley and I was and, and my sister walked in the bedroom and she's like, what's wrong? You're like, you look emotional. And I'm like, I love Loxley so much, but who was this little person going to be? And I was just looking at that onesie. And so I love five babies. And you guys both know that you feel a bond the moment, like before they kick, before they move, before you're nauseous, like, you know, you're pregnant, you start building up those hopes and dreams. And as a mom, like you form that bond, even if my babies are in heaven, like, I feel like I already have five babies, but to have my own little earthly angels, I don't know what that number is. And it's so hard because I don't feel like I'm even I even have the luxury of saying, I want four kids <laughs> or I want three kids. Cause it's just like, I will take whatever I can get. And I, I, I don't have a number. I don't have an, I know I want more than one, but will I get more than one? Like I have had to completely let go of any type of planning or control on my end and be at peace. I've had to give this 100% to God and just completely trust whatever plan he has for me is exactly what it's going to be. With that being said, I know for a fact that Jonathan will never never get a vasectomy. Like we will never not be trying. I mean, obviously we know your story. (laughs) Yeah. It's like every time I hear it, it's just, it's heartbreaking because any woman who's dealt with infertility like you have or secondary infertility, like, you know, Corey and I have, it's like a heartbreaking process. And I was sort of curious because with Loxley, you guys were I think you've talked about this. You guys were getting ready to start IVF cycles again. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah. So do you, you were exploring that. You were exploring surrogacy. You were yeah. exploring adoption. We were, 
anything. Like we had every foot in every door. So now when you talk about not putting a number on it and just like wanting as many kids as God will give you, do you see yourself starting the IVF process or do you just think? Well, we're... I'll put this out there. We're trying now because I'm breastfeeding and I want to breastfeed as long as possible. Doing fertility really isn't something that I want to jump into. We got pregnant naturally on a whim. As long as she's nursing, that's kind of what I'm going to try for. Yes, I want to be another mom, but I waited so long to have her. I'm going to enjoy her. And if we get pregnant naturally, then that's great. But I don't want to rush any process with her just because I'm in such a hurry to get pregnant again. And I say that even like, I'm not necessarily a spring chicken. I'm not 25 where he or John's not 25, you know, he's 40 and he's really worried about me. And you know, that old guy at the graduation, <laughs> but well, we're we'll, just always be, we'll always be ahead of you. So, yes. I, I mean, I didn't even have my first baby till I was 35. I think, you know, you have plenty of time. However, those other babies get in your arms. Yeah. And you know that I'm a big believer in the babies that are meant to be in your arms or yeah. in your arms. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you grew them in your body either. I'm going to just put this out there for whoever needs to hear it. I had this extremely strong need and longing to want to adopt. And I've always have. And when I had Loxley, I remember her being a week old and me looking at her and just, you know, that, that just overwhelming, like blissful love you have in those first full few weeks. Like you have it always, but just like the, like there's something like special about those first few weeks. And I remember looking at her and just thinking, I wouldn't even have had to grow you to love you this much. And it just kind of put this thing on my heart where I think adoption is one of the most selfless things you can do for your child. Um, I think it's beautiful. I don't think it's because you don't want them. I think it's because you're really wanting what's best for them. And I think that John and I could provide a loving great home for a family. And I think someday that's definitely a path that doors open to. Now, part of like, yes, we're trying, but I'm also scared to death that I'm going to have another miscarriage and go through that. And you guys went through secondary infertility with having kids and the depression that goes along with that and, and, and all of that. And not only that, but you guys know, pregnancy was really hard on my body. Um, yeah, it was scary and tough and I didn't have an easy pregnancy. So I told Jonathan, my juju now is that like, there's going to be a baby that shows up on our doorstep someday. The stork. <laughs> I There's the going to be a stork that shows up. <laughs> I am very big on things that are meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believed that so much before, you know, our little Loxley joined us and those babies, they find their way to their mama's. They do. It's really important to point out that this just is so different for every single family. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I mentioned at the beginning that sometimes it is not a choice. And sometimes there are years of heartbreak that come before you have that baby in your arms. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about some of these factors that weigh into whether or not your family is complete. There's so many things beyond the the things that we've been talking about. There is whether or not you can financially provide for a child. There's your age. Like (laughs) I have definitely run into. I might have been more open to a third child had I not already had that uh, condition called advanced maternal age. (laughs) Because I remember feeling ready to have a newborn again. 
after I had five years passed between my first two. And I remember thinking, gosh, if I had that amount of time again to decide that I was ready. And I talked to my sister a little about this where she was like, you know, my kids are older now. And if I wasn't an older mom already, I might be like, oh, I could do that again now. Because you have to take that into account. Like you start all over with the little diapers and the nursing and all those things. And then also, if you did go through something like what Kayla went through, are you emotionally ready? Before Loxley, you were like, I have to take time, I have to heal. That was after the fourth miscarriage and you were pregnant with Bash. While I was happy that you were pregnant, I had to completely remove even trying to get pregnant or like that focus at all. I remember telling you that I wanted you to be very honest with me. Oh gosh, like this makes me emotional. (laughs) What you were going through and what I was going through at that time, it was so bittersweet for me to be pregnant at that time because we talked about being pregnant together. Yeah. And And I I planned your shower. You guys, like anybody who is lucky enough to have Kayla as a friend is very, very lucky. He's so thoughtful. And I remember saying to you, Kayla, like, you have to let me know if this is ever just too much for mm-hmm. you because that was a really hard time. And 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 I remember you helping me when I went through the miscarriage before getting pregnant with yeah. Bash. You didn't have a baby in your arms yet, but you were there for me and telling me what I should expect. And you really held my hand through that process of going through a miscarriage. I remember you going, I just need to heal emotionally before I'm ready to go down this road again. I I don't want to get into miscarriages too much, but I will say, because I don't feel like I said this when we talked about it last year, but if you are going through infertility, this is probably a tough episode for you to listen to as well, where you feel like it's out of your control. Have fun with taking your space. And when I say that, I mean, if you need a break from work and you need to make less money for a little bit, do it. That money will come back. Like if you need to cut ties with friends that you've been friends with for a long time, but they're bringing some toxic things to your life, cut those ties. I know I traveled. I tried a bunch of different whiskeys. Like I enjoyed the space and I honored whatever needed to be done in that time to feel like I was getting back to myself. So healing can be fun. It doesn't have to look like grief the whole time. Um, I, I think guess that's, that's what I'm so important. That trip yeah. you took, I think, was very healing for you. And mm-hmm. I think that's great advice. I think probably the biggest factor in whether or not your family's complete is whether or not you and your partner agree. Now, I mean, I guess, you know, there are plenty of single parents and and, and people yeah. who decide to have um, a babies on their own. But I remember with uh, Jen and Adrian, when you guys were living in D.C. and you had three kids at that time, I remember you wanting five. And Ty and I laughing our butts off because Adrian would just like look at us kind of sideways. Like, <laughs> you see how chaotic it is with these three? Yeah, you'll you'll soon see. Like, after three, it's all like white noise. You know, they're just... <laughs> all kind of, it's all, it just is what it is. You know, adding another one to the mix is just more of the same loud stuff. But I actually really, I really agree with that comment, Corey. I think that factor is probably the most important thing. I think it's one of those things that couples, when they're, they're first starting out and dating, need to talk about like super, super early on. You know, how many kids do you want? Do you want a big family? Do you want a small family? That kind of thing, you know, because honestly, my mom always said like a woman just instinctively knows, you know, when her family's complete, whether that's, you know, her choice or, or not. It's like, you just kind of, I think in your, in your body, you're like, this is my, this is my unit. This is my circle. And she always told me, she's like, you know, you don't sit across the dining room table and think, God, I really wish we didn't have a little Bobby. I mean, <laughs> 
(laughs) Like number five, like he just why, right? But there are so many people and like, I mean, all of us who experienced loss and Kayla, certainly you can relate to this. Like you sit down at the table, like, you know, if only, right? So Mm -hmm. I, I always have been of that mindset. If you think you want the other, and for all of the factors that you listed, Corey, if you think you want another and you can do it, do it. You know, you don't, you don't regret it. You only regret the ones that, that you're not able to have for whatever reason. So were you and Adrian always on the same page about that from when you got married and early on? Adrian, we both knew that we were going to have like four kids was truly like behind closed doors. Like if we could plan our perfect family, that's what it would be. I, I always said five because in my head, I always saw us with five pregnancies. It's just, it's a, you need a dog. We had so many dogs. I'm done. I'm done. I'm no longer a dog mom and I'm definitely no longer a cat mom. But yeah, Adrian's the same way. Like we did have a, what I call a scare. And it was after Evelyn, um, it was this past summer. I thought I was pregnant for about three weeks. I wasn't pregnant. I had not yet started my period. So I didn't have anything to measure it on. And I I put off getting a pregnancy test because I was really scared to be pregnant. You know, I was a 42 year old mom of four with postpartum hypertension, still nursing my fourth baby. And man, like in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. And the mental shift there, when I realized like, wow, I, I could be happy, but I'm really freaking scared right now. That was a lot for me to take in because it was a very different mindset than I've ever had when I thought I was pregnant. But what about you, Corey? When you guys first got together, what was the talk like about having kids? I mean, we were both such independent souls. We really, our whole relationship, we were like, wait, who are you? And why do I just like want you in my life all the time? We were both so not in a headspace of marriage and family. In fact, I had had wonderful long-term relationships, but I was never in a headspace of marriage and family. I was very career focused. Ty was the same. We had this conversation where he just kind of said, you know, I never thought I had to be a dad, but I think if you wanted it, then I would want it. Well, little did we know I was already pregnant at that time. (laughs) Had no idea. And from there, you know, the interesting thing is I feel like Ty is such a natural dad. It's almost heartbreaking to think that he maybe wouldn't have been. We kind of said, well, we want one, maybe two. So Ty had this thing about how he didn't want to raise the population. (laughs) 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 I was like, I would never have thought about that. But you're so eco-conscious. I mean, he liked the idea that if we only had one child, we were actually lowering the population. But he could wrap his brain around two because, you know, basically he and I die and leave two people behind. So we're just leaving. We're just not affecting the population. Oh, my gosh. Well, we ultimately really decided that we wanted to give Radley a sibling. I have a sister. He has two sisters. And we really felt like we were happy with one. I have several mom friends who have one boy. And they're like, it is the best thing. And it's just life continues to be easy. And I married one of those. Don't do it to the future (laughs) wife. Don't do it. But we kind of it's kind of funny because we joked about like, well, we should really get a baby for Radley. Like, it's not for us. It's for for Radley. (laughs) And then obviously, you know, you go through, well, can I ever love another baby the way that I love this baby? And I was really wrecked about that. And then, of course, you can. And now I'm like, wow, how could I have ever lived without Sebastian? Because he's literally like my little spirit animal. (laughs) And and then I, I mean, it did feel like a scare when I was peeing on that stick. And I remember Ty being the one who was really like, hey, this clearly was meant 
meant to be. There were all of these circumstances that happened. And he's like, just think of all of like the kids running around the house. It's going to be so awesome. And he's actually, he's the reason I was able to so quickly understand what a wonderful thing this was, despite the fact that it really, you know, wasn't in the plan. Now, I I will say a lot of people have told me I need to brace myself when (laughs) kids who have like three kids, they're like, oh, get ready. You're going to need a lot of coffee. And well, it's very different. And so I, I'm uh, I'm bracing myself for that. But yeah, he's come a long way from thinking he only wanted to have one kid to now being super excited about having three. Having your final one. Yes, that's right. So bottom line, you really are never ready to start. And it's probably the same. You probably never really know when you're done. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, especially how, what is the record for how many kids a woman has had? Is it like, tw- like one of those? I married a Mormon. I should know this answer. It's got to be more than 20. It has, it's, it's got to be something crazy, like 40 kids. <laughs> Don't you watch like the Duggars? <laughs> yeah. Like this third pregnancy has been so hard on my body. I'm like, how do people, like how? What is the world record for births by Are you one looking it up? woman? Do you want to guess? Uh, 42. 37. 69 guys. No. What? How? That's not possible. gave birth. This is from in the 1700s in Russia. She gave birth to 16 pairs of twins, seven sets of triplets, and four sets of quadruplets. 67 of them survived infancy. Wow. That is like a uterus of steel. She is like the Wonder Woman. No, I tell you, that uterus came out like a glove inside out. Oh, man. Where? I wish I knew her name. That could be a good name for Corey's baby girl. Oh, dear. We'll see if I end up slipping up on the podcast because these girls have have, uh, (laughs) been trying to trick me. So thank you guys for listening today. And also just know that our hearts are with you guys who are in the middle of wanting so badly to start building that family and obviously reach out to us anytime. We really just want to send some like good vibes out um, and out there fertility yeah, and obviously juju. fertility juju yes I have um, some fertility dust i'll sprinkle it across my room just for everyone that's the cool thing about the mom community is you know um going through fertility issues and loss and pregnancy and mm-hmm. raising kids it is so bonding you know when you're like i don't know you but i'm about to get my boob out <laughs> <laughs> Those kind of things really do. The amount of people I've said that to in the past eight months, like, hey, are you cool with this? Like, you don't you don't even think about it. You're just like, hey, you oh, she's like, oh yeah, you're fine. And it's like the most random people. It's like, you cool with this? It's gonna, it's gonna come out. You cool? Yeah. <laughs> I never thought I would say this before I had kids, but the number of my friends' husbands who have seen my boobs <laughs> astronomical. It's really <laughs> would be interesting to find out from people that do feel like and know that their family's complete what that moment was for them. We're going to we're going to kind of stay on this train of thought for next week's episode 2. We have some great new ones coming up for you guys including how to introduce a new sibling to the family circus. I'm scared. A much anticipated episode on postpartum anxiety which we've been talking about for some time and This is going to be one that Kayla and I are going to take on while Corey is in new mommy bliss. New mommy bliss. Bye, Corey. (laughs) Grandparents. Grandma entitlement. Grandma entitlement. It's hilarious to me, you guys. And my mom might just have to crash. She might have to. I have a feeling it's going to be a grandma takeover if you catch my drift. My mom is so like, my mom's going to be like, oh, 
That's okay. My mom will railroad her. And if Sherlyn's there, she probably will too. So it's it's all good. <laughs> we should let them drink. Yes, it's a great idea. I love but it. But we have so much fun stuff coming up. And, and I was also thinking just in talking about like you guys sharing, like share your wins with us too. I love nothing more than when someone messages me and goes, oh my gosh, I went through this and this. And now I have this little baby on the way and all of that stuff. So share your pictures, share, share your stories. Yeah, you guys can tag us, like us, friend us at Hi, My Name is Mom Official. Okay, guys. Well, thank you for listening today. And uh, make sure you listen next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Your name is Mom.